Not sure if you can hear. I've got the ice cream van outside. <laughs> the thing is, he parks right outside my house. That has got nothing to do with how much custom I give him. No, no, yeah. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. Uh, I am John. I am in Cricklade. Kieran is in Trowbridge. Hello to Kieran. Hello to John. We've got some sunshine for a change. It's nice. We've got sunshine. We've got um, heat. We've got some more heat. Actually, incidentally, The Heat is my favourite film of all time. Kieran, this will be the last show that we do under restrictions because from next week all bets are off all bets are off next week we can all snog each other's faces we can do anything we like lick each other's armpits we can do whatever we like and your brain went there straight away you're a strange strange individual (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking more a case if i have a barbecue in my garden invite everyone over only i would but my grass is actually taller than my glass i was having to sit in the garden earlier having a drink and the grass is taller than my cup and it wasn't a small cup it was a big cup it's good for the bees. Anyway, the purpose of this show is to promote the local music and art scene across the west of England. And we do that by playing some music and having a guest on to chat to. And we've got uh, someone who does music management this week. Dan recently started managing a local band called Concrete Prairie. Now, Dan has a history in music. He left the industry and now he wants to come back to the industry. And he's using Concrete Prairie as his band that he wants to represent, basically. So I'm really excited to get to know him a little bit more, find out what he's about, find out what his hopes and dreams are, and see if any of them cross over nicely with what we do in Trowbridge. Good, good. Right, so let's play our first tune of the show. And you've been very mysterious about this, but you've just told me it's a track from Daisy Chapman. I have. So basically, long story, this is kind of product placement as well, so we'll kill two birds with one stone. Last Saturday, just gone, I did the music on the bandstand in Trowbridge. It was set up by Sally Snell, who we had on a few weeks ago. And Sally organised this event. I went and did the PA and did the sounds. Um, and through various social medias where you're advertising events, this lady called Sally, uh, Sally uh, Daisy Chapman got in contact with me. She said, hi, I'm Daisy Chapman. I'm a local musician. Um, I'd like to know a bit more about what you do. And, you know, da, da, da. I said, hi, Daisy. I'm doing an event this weekend. How about you come say hi? So she, she did. And I was at the side of the stage doing my mixing and there's this lady in the crowd just waving at me. I'm going, I don't know who you are. Well, that <laughs> happens to you all the time, Kieran. Yeah, it does. It does happen to me. It's a certain amount. So I went down off the stage, went and said hello. And I said, hi, you know, I'm Kieran. She said, oh, I'm Daisy. Would you like a CD? And I was like, well, yes, I would love a CD. So she gave me her CD. It's called Good Luck Songs. Good Luck Songs. Which I think is nicely timed, isn't it? We're about to un- unlock, go de-restricted. I think, you know, we need, all need a little bit of luck. Anyway, this CD she gave me, um, I whacked it in my car. I listened to it driving to work. And there was three songs back to back, which blew me away. First and foremost, there's a song called Generation Next. And it's literally about all the tropes of British music, um, all, all in the lyrics. And then it's also her acknowledging her handing over the baton to the next generation. Brilliant song, really fun. Totally would work on later with Jules Holland, with uh, Jules Holland's, you know, tinkering the old ivies. Then there was a song called I Used to Own an Empire, which actually made me cry. Um, there's some lovely lyrics in there about camaraderie and friends and all the rest of it. And then there's another song called Idealia Dub. I do believe we're going to play, oh no, we're going to play um, I Used to Own an Empire. So that's our first track. And the reason I chose it is because she is a local musician, brand new to me. Um, she lives in Trowbridge, 
She literally comes to me fully formed. She's already hitting exceedingly high standards. She tours Europe an awful lot. In fact, she tours Europe more than she tours the UK. So that's really interesting because Brexit and no doubt made her life a little bit harder. Um, and just all rounds, just absolutely incredible find. And I'm delighted to have met her. So this is a track called I Used to Own an Empire by Daisy Chapman. Well, I once owned a railway. It carved through the British Isles. Transforming trade and industry brought closer by the miles. Now the railway's wrecking ruin. And the sleepers are now sleeping. Thanks for nothing. Dr. Beeching.
that song, I absolutely I just loved it. I loved it. Um, and actually, that version of the song is full of its own orchestra and singers and choirs and all sorts. The CD version um, is a full band, but it's not quite as dramatic as the version we've just played. But totally worth you checking out. So that was uh, Daisy Chapman, and she's joined in that video uh, by that song by the American Songbird. Uh, it's just amazing to think that there's this music, local musician from Trowbridge who tours the world, tours Europe and America at least, and has all this ability and, and status, and yet in the UK and in Trowbridge, no one knows her. Totally bizarre. Okay, so now it is time for us to hand over to this week's interview, and we are joined by a chap called Dan Greaves who has just recently set up a business called Pegasus Music Management. As the name would suggest, uh, he will be uh, taking bands on and uh, manage them, recording them, promoting them, pushing their CDs out there, getting them on tours, doing all that stuff. He is starting with one particular band, a uh, Bristol-based uh, group called Concrete Prairie. He is just about to put them into the studio, record some tracks. But uh, we talked to him just about why he's chosen now. He has historically worked in the music industry and, and in radio and this area. He stepped away from it about 20 years ago. And uh, so we thought we'd start by asking him just to take us back there and, and then just why he's coming back into the industry at this time. To give you a bit of potted history back, as far as 1990, I worked at the BBC. My father historically had been at uh, the BBC for a lot of years and I worked um, alongside him then for a period at Radio 1 on the production side of things. I was then totally by fluke in 92, 93, I was offered the opportunity to work with an independent label and ended up tour managing several pop bands and then subsequently approached by major labels like BMG, RCA uh, and others to work on tour management for them and work with Natalie Imbruglia, who's obviously just released a new album, uh, 911, a, a number of artists. But like I said, at the time, it was a different world and landscape than it is now for artists. Yeah. So what, why did you give it up? Or, or was it a question of wrong place? Wrong time, reasons, probably on the basis that my father had been in the industry for 25 years. I was always re- referred to as his son rather than me. I've always had an engineering inkling. Um, so I went away and did something completely different, invented things, which led to where we are today. I understand you you came up with a quite a bizarre invention, which I'm intrigued to hear more more about. Yeah, it couldn't be further afield from the music industry if we tried, really. It, um, yeah, so back in 2017, I designed, invented and patented the world's first toilet that goes inside an offshore wind turbine. Oh. So they'd never, it'd never been done before, and I'd worked in that industry for the last 10 years, saw the opportunity and took a punt at it, subsequently just sold to the one of the world's largest companies uh, wow. 16 weeks ago. Is this for people who are building the turbines or the maintenance staff? Both. Or passing boats? During, or... during construction and, and, and during operations and maintenance, yeah. Who, who knew that we even needed such a thing? And yet there we are. Exactly. <laughs> well, well done <laughs> you for thinking outside the box. Well, it raises so many questions, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it ever? <laughs> you, you kind of sold, sold that on, and now you're re-entering the, the, the music industry, and you, you've, you're starting with a band. I'm assuming this first band is just part of what's going to be a much bigger picture. Yeah, so I started Pegasus Music Management on the basis that I could just see artists struggling. It's not that I'm a, it's a bottomless pit. The, the talent has to be there, the drive, the story... 
So as I said about Concrete Prairie, there's a story to tell where when you listen to tracks of theirs like Time to Kill, the first thing someone in the film industry said to me is, that sounds like a Peaky Blinders soundtrack. And also the sound is so different. So that's the same with our plan going forward is to is to find artists who have that ability and have the have the story have the the sound and then we can use the historic contacts I have and people I know and people they know to to try and see if there is a way in which the industry can help the artist at that stage we hear we hear lots about the challenges around artist remuneration and streaming and everything else but I'm, I'm a true uh, an absolute true believer in in live music is live music I'm not poo-pooing modern pop and all, uh, and all that I'm not getting into that argument what I'm trying to say is in in England or the UK we have a absolutely massive ocean of artists that often when you hear the sound, I do, I hear it and I think, my God, that guy is, what, or that girl is, why are, they, why, why are they not doing more? What strikes me really interesting about this is the timing. Why now? Why have you decided to come back to the industry at this moment in time? Particularly with the, the live side of it is being something that you're, you're clearly observing, which is something that John and I are heavily involved in. Because obviously right now we're under so much pressure and, and and there's so many the game changer everything's changed so mm-hmm. what done now because if you can't do it now you'll never do it is my attitude fair enough I've been, I've been the same in business for the last 20 years if i if you can do it now and i've got the opportunity to do it it is absolutely a challenge and and i've been very honest with the band i've been honest with the producers that we're working with it, it'll either work or it won't it's, it's almost like an experiment if you've um, had all this experience in the industry, you must be a man of a thousand contacts. So that's obviously going to be an advantage for you. But what was interesting was re-establishing those contacts from a business point of view 20 years later, more than that, 30 years later. Mm. Uh, some are around, some are not. But it was more about, I just, I had this feeling that we could tell a story with Concrete Prairie with regards to where they're going to record. Everything's being done in, in Wiltshire. Real World is the venue for the EP recording and everyone we need is coming down to Wiltshire for that recording. We've got John Reynolds, who is our producer for the band, is ex, ex Sinead O'Connor's ex-drummer. He's worked with Indigo Girls. He's worked with Brian Eno. Um, he's worked with a multitude of people. And what John's doing is working with the band a lot at the moment on vocals. So the band members go down to London to John's studio. What we're trying to do is... We've got the organic sound. How do we make that all fit together without electronically playing with it and also without changing the sound that Concrete Perry have? Then what we do is the 12th of August, we go into Real World for a week uh, to produce the EP and then the post-production will be done in London. Uh, and the plan is to, once the album's com- or the EP is complete, we then in a situation where we'll make the decision on when, how and what have you we release summer is not that great for events gigs it's all festivals it's all festivals and there aren't a huge amount going on this year due to obvious reasons but um you're probably coming in at a time when you all know that venues are gagging for music the audiences well we'll find out very soon if they are but the bands are this is a very exciting time to be back performing live hopefully timing is you're bang, you're bang on as well with this with this new band and new sound 
Yeah, and, and that's the hope. We, we've got to have live music back. It's got to be back. And that's festivals is a good start. It allows that through the COVID process. But there, there, there's a tour we hope that will we'll follow this, me and the band. We're just doing it step by step. And we've got the right people in place. So we'll see what comes. You've had like a 20 year break between um, mm. being in the record industry. So what what, what are you seeing is, is changed in, in terms of technology? Do you find it's uh, easier or or because there's so much more technology, is it more difficult to get the, the sounds and, and the, the, the things that you want to, to hear? No, I think, I mean, to give you an example, I can remember in 1994 doing promotional PR tours with bands where I'd walk into a club or a bar or, or wherever they were performing with a, a DAT tape in my hand and have to give that to the person to play the song. And that's the first time people were hearing the music. Streaming was not a thing, uh, and the internet was was not, and music was not so accessible. That has turned itself around in some good and some bad ways. Um, everything's accessible, but everything can be picked up and put back down at such a high rate. When it comes to how we record, the decision behind using real world was an easy one because the heritage, the sound, and what you can do there. You can do... For example, the latest Van Morrison recording at Real World that's just been done, um, other artists recently, it's about the sound. So if you're true to yourself and the sound comes out of the, out of the, at the back end of the project as you want it, you've done everything you needed to do. The challenge these days is exposure. It's no coincidence that you have artists from 20, 30, 40 years ago re-releasing because that's just the easy way to do it. And that's not condemning those artists because there's some fantastic music. For people who aren't uh, familiar with uh, Real World Studios, this is uh, Peter Gabriel's site down in Box, down by um, uh, near Corsham, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it, it's really well well known throughout the industry as being one of the finest uh, recording studios to, to get yourself booked into. So th- mm. th- did it help having your existing contacts to get into that, or did you have to go in there? No. To... It means nothing if you if you don't look ahead and work with the studio. The studio are brilliant. Lisa, who coordinates everything at the studio, is fantastic. And they give you everything to make it a success. That comes at a cost, but it's not its not out of reach of everybody. And also, that's why we're trying to be the vehicle to help artists do this. It's about going back to how music was recorded before. I'm not trying to be retro. It's more about the fact of just achieving the sound and what have you. But you're right, the, the studio, anybody can Google about Real World Studios and go on YouTube and see the number of artists that work there. They've got a great team in-house. Ollie Jacobs and Tim, the lead engineers, are some of the best in the country. On the one side, you're, you're using Real World so you get the proper old-fashioned, authentic sound. But on the other side, you're looking at the promotion, thinking that the promotion really needs to be as modern as it can be for, for the two things to work because you, it doesn't matter what you do in the music industry these days there is to make that step commercially and i hate using the phrase commercial but that's at the end of the day as a business that's what you're looking to do to do that social media presence exposure um record big labels have have people plugging social media permanently just sat behind desks doing it for artists that's not so easy when it's a little old us, but we're a, I'm a great believer in if you get out there, have a story, tell the story on stage, it will come. Uh, Are you kind of looking out for other bands to to start getting onto your books? If if people want to get in touch with you, can they? 
Yeah, if they want to get in touch, they can email us at uh, Pegasus Music Management. Management is mgmt at gmail.com. And uh, are you open to any kind of style? Yeah, generally traditional folk, um, acoustic, blues, Americana, bluegrass, that sort of area. Only because that's what we know here. We've got a team of us that work within Pegasus. That's our specialism. But I'm not going to shut the door to anything. So if you f- if you feel you've got that unique sound and, and you'd like someone, if nothing else, for us to just listen to it and give you our honest opinion, feel yeah. free. We've mentioned um, Concrete Prairie a few times. We're going to play one of their live recording tracks, which is People Forget. I'm sure you're familiar with the song. Great song. We're, yeah. we're going to play that one. Yeah. Cheers. Thank All you. Right. So, great. There's been times I'd sit beside and pray that you would wait. Though I don't know how much more it's all turning. And I knew that you would fall into the hearts of the hours. And I'm so well Yeah, yeah. 
So that track is called People Forget. It's by Concrete Prairie. We played two live tunes this evening, Kieran. This evening, today. I, 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 today. I say this evening because we record it in the evening. You never know who's listening to it, what time they're listening to. It could be listening anytime. On today's show, we played two live tracks, John. We have, yeah. <laughs> and that one was recorded on a rooftop in the middle of Bristol. They're a fantastic band. I absolutely love them. They uh, are coming of age, I think. They come, they're just getting to that point where they're going to really start becoming excellent. They're just about to hit the studio. I've got a lot of hope for this band. We'll see where it all goes, but do keep an eye on them because they are due to play the Trowbridge uh, Beer Festival in August and they should be recording at Real World and they should be playing another gig in Box uh, Dean Brewery in Holt. So we'll see. Lots going on. There was always lots going on. No matter what you're doing, there was always lots going on in Kieran's world. Let's move on to some news then, shall we? Now, as I mentioned, this is our the, the last sheer isolation podcast while we are under restrictions as of uh, next week or even by the time you hear this we will have passed the point where restrictions are no longer legally enforced Karen, what does that mean for you as a music promoter it's really interesting i've i've, I've seen re- some really interesting conversations between friends and and, and bunters and organizers and promoters so um mark david who heads up the music venue trust he's put a whole bunch of shows on sale and they've all sold out so the appetite for live music very much is there People want to go out, you know, there is no special restrictions on his shows. He has opened them up to you being sensible. However, I'm seeing, particularly over here this way, not necessarily resistance, but certainly uncertainty about what people want to do, whether it be go to gigs at all or go to events at all. For me, certainly, it's going to be a slow return to events rather than bang. So we'll see. It just means events can go ahead again. It's really exciting. Cool. Hello, Kat. Hi, Donny. This is Donny. I like it when your cat makes an appearance. Brightens up my day. Well, I didn't encourage him to. He just kind of sat on me. If you could hear him right now, his little motor is going. Oh, mine is sat outside because it's sunny. And when it suns, she doesn't come in. She just sits there all day. But then she she's retired from cat duties. So that's that's her retirement. Oh, okay. Retirement. In the news, I did see that nightclubs are being recommended to... Um, check that people have either been double jabbed or have got some kind of covid pass on them which is kind of a bit of a political u-turn isn't it from what they've previously been saying about they don't want to have covid passports yeah they i mean i'm, I'm very adamant against passports saying it's a really bad idea it's um it's going to be a barrier between people going and doing stuff and i know there is obviously a risk if you're if you're not jabbed etc but like it's it's just a real sticky wicket it's horrible there's probably more mileage in this story we'll find out what happens when it actually happens i.e next week almost certainly going to be some stories where people have been refused entry or turned away and it's all kicked off in the news. So this is by far the end of it, John, but it's certainly the beginning of the end. Well, um, we'll be drawing this show to a conclusion then. So if anybody wants to get in touch, you can email us sheerisolation at gmail.com. Send us uh, some music videos or some any news or gigs if you're a local band or musician who is uh, intending on performing very soon. Love to hear from you. Uh, you can find our previous shows and music that we played on on previous shows um, all on YouTube, and you can find us on all the, all the streaming services. We will call it a day then, Kieran. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening, everybody. Always, Always a pleasure. pleasure, never a chore. Knew he would say that. <laughs> we'll be back unrestricted for next week. Excellent. Looking forward to it. See you later. Bye. Bye.